Welcome to Modern Motherhood, where you're required to be everything to everyone all the time. We wouldn't have it any other way, but let's be honest, it's hard work. So let's talk about it, all of it, in the raw with no filter. Come and be a fly on the wall as you listen in on a chat between friends, as each week welcomes a new guest and a new topic to delve deeper around the ins and outs of not only motherhood, but life in general. The ups, the downs, the struggles, the highlights, the reality. Because the reality is, you're not alone. We're all in this together. You're listening to Mummy Republic. Welcome to the whirlwind. Hello, lovely, and welcome back to another episode of the Mummy Republic podcast. I'm your host, Danny, and I cannot wait to share with you today's episode. But before I do, I want to give a quick shout out to username Nicholas C, who left me a beautiful five-star review and rating over on the iTunes podcast app. She says, not a mum. Absolutely love this podcast. I'm not a mum, but it's still so relevant to life and everything in between. Thank you for being so real and funny. Ah, Thank you so much for your kind words. It honestly means so much to me to hear that feedback from you guys. And if you would like to do the same, you can jump on over to the iTunes podcast app and leave me a rating and a review so you can let other users know what they're in for. It does make a massive difference to the podcast being seen. And I do get a lot of DMs with your feedback, which I absolutely adore. But if you do have a few spare moments, it would be greatly appreciated if you could do that as well. While you're there, make sure you click on that subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing. Now, you may remember from season one, I had a conversation with the beautiful Belle Lejoie around working mum life. And it was an episode that was really well received because I think it's a battle that a lot of us mamas go through about whether we should, how to find that balance. And because it's such a difficult thing to do, we're finding that a lot of mamas are now starting to work from home where they can, whether it's in their own business or for somebody else. But what does it really look like? Well, let's find out now about the ups and downs of working from home with kids. Today's mama is the ultimate chameleon. Sometimes she's Elsa, sometimes she's Ariel, and sometimes she's even Wonder Woman. A mentality that translates into her everyday life. Welcome to the beautiful Natty Forks. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here. And of course, I've come to a party planner's house and you've set up a little spread for me. You're so cute. <laughs> Um, Now, I just realized as I said that out loud that that intro could have sounded really quite kinky. Um, So how about you, we start off with what is it that you do for your business? Uh, I have two businesses. Excuse me. One of them is uh, Strawberry Fun Days Kids Parties, Mm -hmm. which I've had for nearly 11 years now. And it is basically, it started out um, just because I love dressing up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Also sounded quite kinky. (laughs) Yep, carry on. (laughs) I, I used to work as a character at Movie World and I worked there for six years performing as Marilyn Monroe and um, Velma from Scooby-Doo. Amazing. And then I moved on to become a Captain Starlight for the Starlight Foundation 
um, and I worked there for four years um, working with seriously ill children and their families and it was the most incredible job of my life. And then from there I was like, I need to grow up and I'm going to go and study journalism and I became a journalist and worked for magazines and newspapers and then I started to really miss entertaining kids because I just used to love like we used to do the silliest things at the Starlight Foundation with the kids and they thought it was the best and we used to just dress up and be silly and yeah I missed that so I thought what can I do that I can still do my grown-up job as a journalist but what can I do to still incorporate that in my life so my mum is um, she sews so she started sewing costumes for me and I started to do kids parties so yeah it, um, that's how that came about and I was actually the first Elsa on the Gold Coast when the movie was coming out and um, I, I actually worked with Disney for the release of the first film. Oh my god! It was amazing and it turned into the biggest craziest I was getting offered over a thousand dollars for like for mums to steal me from another mum's party um, because it was the most popular character at the time and it was just yeah insane and um yeah and then obviously I still did my grown-up job on the side and down the track after kids and maternity leave and a couple of different jobs I now also run a marketing and social media company for small businesses uh, in, in particular I love to help women in business mm -hmm. um, I still work with some men because I'm not biased <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that's my two businesses um, kids parties and marketing and blogging and social media which I feel like kind of ties in anyway because it's all about people and it's about, you know, that entertainment piece and marketing and entertaining kind of go hand in hand, yeah. even though they are different. I feel like you have to have a real love for that kind of stuff to be able to do it. And I think it's always so amazing when someone can turn a passion or a creativity into a job. When did you actually become self-employed how long has it been pretty much uh just have done kids parties for 11 years working on weekends mm -hmm. and in um you know some random days of nights of the week um when I wasn't doing my normal grown-up job mm -hmm. and then it, uh after I had my first son Jude I was on maternity leave and we needed to supplement income so I started to do it, do the parties much more often. Mm -hmm. uh, then I went back to work and unfortunately was made redundant um, because they wanted mm. me to be full-time. Yep. Um, so then I fell back on my parties again um, and then got another job part-time, which then unfortunately after having Lola wasn't working out because of travel. Uh, I couldn't do it anymore. So I then just thought, well, I'm going to... This was a year ago. I'm going to also do freelance marketing from home because I was also already being asked by um, some amazing businesses and bloggers if I could ghost blog for them. So oh. because they were so busy running their business and so yep. busy being the face of their brand, they didn't have time to actually write their blogs that they send in their newsletters. Mm -hmm. So I started to ghost blog and then it, pretty much for the last year, I have been completely self-employed with my kids' parties and my marketing business. Oh, so. I just, I love those kind of stories. <laughs> and isn't it funny how the universe just kind of pushes you in that direction? I was completely forced into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I still, I feel nervous and I feel constantly like um, I shouldn't be allowed to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you feel, yep. it feels wrong sometimes that I'm doing it but at the same time I think it's just because you get so ingrained that you should be working nine to five in an office or that kind of thing that when you don't and you get to be creative and you get to do the things you love you kind of feel like it's 
um, you feel guilty for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you feel fully guilty. Yeah, it's been amazing because I've been able to spend so much more time with my kids. Mm. Um, but sometimes I do have to work really late at night, and yeah, so there's good and bad. Absolutely, and that's what we're going to touch on um, because I think you know we talk a lot about mum life balance and work life balance, and it's like you said before, it's it feels wrong, right? Because mm. we're so pressured into that whole nine to five thing and you know creativity or that type of stuff isn't going to get you an income or a career yeah that's just for fun right but now we're in a world where it's evolved and we're seeing social media as as jobs and and you can branch out into different brands and different focus points for you as a stay-at-home mum in that sense that the kids are at home with you and running two businesses whilst being stay-at-home, that's a lot of pressure. Sometimes it's completely mental. Yeah. Um, but I just have to com- like break it down each week and go, okay, this is going to be a really busy work week. I cannot be put too much pressure on the house being clean. Mm-hmm. It, it will be what it is. I'll get done what I can. But you can't do every single thing. Yep, I think that is such an amazing way to start off. <laughs> you can't do every single thing because are the kids in daycare at all? Um, yeah, they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, Jude's always been in daycare, but Lola wasn't until mm-hmm. just recently because I was finding it really hard if I had a, um, for example, one afternoon I had a very important phone meeting with Queensland Ballet and they didn't know that I'm just working from my home with a, a one-year-old and she was really wanting my attention and I literally had to put her in a in a room and then go into another room and shut myself in the cupboard so that I was in complete silence so that they thought that I was being really professional. <laughs> but if anybody could see what was going on, they would be like, what the actual... That, is the- <laughs> <laughs> that would have been an interesting conversation. Do you, do you ever pre-position it? So if you're going on a professional phone call like that, would you ever say to someone, look, my daughter's at home, apologies for any background noise, or do you just keep it separate? It really depends on who I'm speaking to. And yep. I don't think they were really going to be the kinds of people that were that open to it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I think you it's you hit the nail on the head. If you've got that rapport where you can sort of say that, then that's fine. But again, <laughs> professional perspective, it's a fine line. So what do most weeks look like for you? I have to try to be as organised as possible, mm. even though sometimes Blake will disagree with that (laughs) be like you are so unorganized this week but I get through um if if, as long as that I try to prepare in advance with my um meals and food for the kids that can really help but basically so on a Monday both the kids are now in kindy Mm -hmm. um which is my day to absolutely pump out everything I can I write a list and I do as much work as I can in the morning at my desk in terms of emails blogs um writing because I write EDMs uh, which is the e-newsletters for some businesses Um, yeah just get in and do as much as the computer work as I can then I also create content for some brands so I do that on um, a Monday as well Uh, sometimes that involves me going to their business and filming behind their businesses and that kind of stuff so I try to space that out I will then start washing costumes for the other side of the business so I'll be uh, washing wigs and prepping them, which and 
my neighbours now are so used to it. But <laughs> when we first moved here and I would have like six wigs on wig stands, which look really creepy. Nothing sus. Sitting out on the bench <laughs> and I'm like this crazy lady brushing random hair each night. And people mm. would be like, if they saw me through the window, they'd be like, whoa, that lady is so nuts. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll, I'll jump between the two. I'll be washing costumes, hanging out costumes, doing wigs, prepping for the following weekend because um, I have a couple of girls that work for me now doing kids parties um, and then I'll, so I'll jump between the two pick up the kids from kindy dinner bath bed if everything goes to plan I then jump back onto the computer and I'll often like at least one night or two nights a week I'm up until midnight writing or prepping or answering emails doing invoices which I hate that part of the business I hate but I have to get mentally get around it invoicing and tax and all that sort of stuff yep really brings me down because I'm a creative person and I hate that stuff and I'm not into maths Um. (laughs) you and I both but that's part of the behind the scenes stuff that people don't see when they look at someone who's gone out on their own and you get to be creative and you get to do all that fun stuff yeah first of all there's a lot of hard work that goes into the fun stuff but secondly did you have anybody to help you navigate that side of things because the tax the every all of that financial implications has a huge impact on the success of your business yeah so how did you navigate through that um I've got a really great um accountant right um that That gives me good advice yeah but it's I could probably listen to him a little bit more (laughs) (laughs) what do you find is the hardest part of running your own business from a financial perspective um probably now the fact that I'm very slack at paying my own super right I do miss another business doing that it was good being paid by an employer other than that uh, also like I can take holidays whenever I like which is amazing and Mm. I can pretty much work from wherever I want because all I need is a phone and a computer yeah which is what we did at Christmas we went on a road trip with the kids and I was able to you know we're we're playing on the beach and I had my laptop and I was doing Facebook ads for a company all I needed was access to the internet yeah (laughs) and what a stunning location to do it from (laughs) so back to the rest of your week so Mondays are your go hard or go home day yeah Yeah, it's huge what about the rest of yeah then the rest of the week the uh, Tuesday is a bit similar now because I've upped daycare so Tuesday is also a bit of a hectic day um Wednesday Lola is at home with me so we I do all of the motherly things in the morning and try to play and do a bit of housework then I'll read her a book she'll go into bed for a nap then I get into some more work yep I do find that really hard sometimes because if I'm in the middle of writing an epic blog and I've got all these amazing ideas in my head and then she'll wake up and then I just have to drop it and get over it and come back to it later. Yeah. Um, and then so when I do try to work when she's awake, I'll set up activities. But you have to understand when you're working at home with kids, they can't. the activities can't be like three hours at a time. You sit there and play with that. I'm going to do work. It's literally like here's a 10-minute block of you playing down here. I'm going to get you started. I'm going to go over here and quickly get on my laptop, do a bit more work, come back to you. Let's have some snacks while you're having your snacks. Get back and do work. The, the downside of all of that is a little bit like lots of mums look forward to naps so that they can just have mm. a rest or do a bit of cleaning or whatnot. But I'm using rests to work. Mm. Um, but yeah, sometimes, some days it's amazing and I can do heaps of work. 
and she'll still be napping and then I can have some time to myself. Um, and then, yeah, other days she'll be super clingy and won't even want to play that activity that I've set up for her and she will want me to just hold her and she'll want to type on my computer and then that's the day, that's the time of the day that you go, okay, let's pack this up. I'm going to go and take her outside and play um, and worry about work later. And those nights, that'll be the night that I'll work till midnight. Yeah. So it really is all about being flexible and Absolutely. not having those expectations. Yep. Because I think that's one of the hardest things, you know, when you're in a nine to five job, for example, you go to work, you've got that dedicated space of time. Hell, I mean, you've even probably got a lunch break. Even if you're eating at your <laughs> desk, it's you're eating solo. Yeah. Whereas having to juggle that at home, kids don't really care what you've got on your yeah. schedule. They well, don't. I actually pack my own lunch at home. Like as though I'm going to work. Oh, do you? Yeah, and I, I have to force myself as well. Um, for any other mums that work from home, what I find more successful for myself is if I treat it as though I'm going to an office. So I wake mm-hmm. up in the morning, I have my breakfast, I get dressed and I do my makeup and hair as though I'm going to an office. Mm-hmm. If you stay in your pajamas, it does not feel as clear and like you're prepared. Yeah. I treat it as though I'm going to work. I make the kids' lunches, especially if I'm at home, because otherwise you're just in the kitchen all day making snacks so yeah I make my lunch and their lunch and then I can literally just grab it out eat with them yeah get back to it but 100% like some sometimes you know people will say to me oh my god you're so dressed up today and I'm like I'm just working from home but I just need to mentally feel like I've gone yep. into an office it's so true though because otherwise you're more inclined to go oh look I've done a bit of work, I'll just pop Netflix on yep. or we'll just lounge around for a bit longer. Absolutely, I can see how that would help. Dress for the job you want, not the job you oh, want. Oh, <laughs> look at that, see? You put that on your coffee cup. <laughs> so Wednesday is Lola. Yes. Is there a day, Thursday, Friday, where you have both of both them Both of them are on Thursdays and Fridays. Ah, both days. Yep. Okay. So um, I try to make one of those days pure play day. Mm-hmm. We will go and play and do an activity and go and have fun. We have yearly theme park passes that we bought as oh, gifts for amazing. birthdays. Yeah, because yep. I we try to get out of the house, go and do something, have a fun day, come home, bath, bed, and then I'll do some work, or I'll treat myself to the night off and then do it all the next day. But um, when they are both home, I really, <clears throat> especially with Jude, he would love to watch TV all day, but I know mm. that's not good for him. So yep. I try to do like let's do a little cooking session together. And then while you eat your cupcakes and watch one episode of something, I'll do some work and then we'll get back to another activity. They love to play outside. Um, So, yeah, Thursdays and Fridays can be a bit hectic. I have had to take them to launch events and stuff with me on those days and it can be hard to navigate, especially because we don't have any family that live close Mm. by. So I usually have to take them with me and, um, yeah, it can be a bit nuts but most of the companies that I work for are very understanding um because I get to choose who I work for so I choose really awesome people yeah well I mean that's the benefit of being self-employed right you know you want to make sure that you're aligning with people who align with you yes so that's huge um and often on a Friday I'll do costume drop-offs as well either the girls will come here and pick up their party packs and costumes Mm -hmm. or I'll go to them depending on their schedule and my schedule so if I'm already going past their way or drive through so um the kids don't seem to mind that if just as long as they're not in the car for too long they can sometimes get bored yeah absolutely <laughs> but yeah I drag them around kids. to drop off yeah. wigs and costumes 
<laughs> Which again, it, it you know, it's interesting. I think we put all this pressure on ourselves to when we've got children with us at home to entertain them all the time yeah. and to make sure that they're having a great time. But the interesting thing is nine times out of ten, they just want to be with you. Yeah. So even if it's mundane tasks of driving around, they're I'm happy. sure that they're yeah, <clears throat> 100% happier than having to be somewhere else and not with you. So yep. that's a big thing. I'll often give them, like, if I'm writing notes, because I'm so old-fashioned, sometimes when I write blogs, I'll do all the notes first on paper and I'll just give them bits of paper and get them to pretend they're doing notes with me and they'll scribble all over it. That kind of thing makes them feel like they're hanging out with you and having being involved yeah yeah (laughs) I love that um but yeah I try to do some little activities that are not just watching tv because it can get a bit bit much if they're watching too much tv I find that their behavior is a bit naughty too if they have too much tv in the day oh and and it is a fine line and that was actually something I was going to ask you know you touched on before about one episode or eating it eating a cupcake and watching tv during that period how do you navigate that fine line between, okay, how much is too much screen time or can I just pop you in front of an iPad? Because I imagine when, you're, when you've got deadlines, yeah. that's something that you would have to revert to at times. 100%. And, you know, there's all these guidelines about how much time you should leave, screen time you should have for your kids. But there's definitely been days that I've had to 100% go, here, watch another episode, watch another watch the iPad just purely because if I don't, I won't get paid. Yep. And it's not every day. And we can put so much guilt on ourselves as a mum and go, oh my God, I feel so bad that I did that. But things could be worse. I might not be able to pay for them to have shoes. And I don't know, that's a bit extreme. But you know, (laughs) like my, by finishing the job, I'm going to get paid, which is going to benefit them yeah um and i try not to let them watch like really awful things on tv yeah (laughs) somewhat educational most of the time it's a fairly educational (laughs) and you know kids attention spans with their activities that you do sometimes they are not into it so i can be like today's gonna be great i've got five activities ready for them to do so that i can get my work done and they'll be like i don't want to color in I want you to colour in and you're like, but I can't because mummy's got to do this and then they're like, yeah, just not into it. So you have to go to your next thing and then you run out of ideas and then, or then they're drawing on a wall or you're like, oh, why did I do that? (laughs) I left them for too long doing their activity and they're ruining the house. But you just kind of, I think before you're a mum, or especially for me, like I was so used to having a really clean house and mm. lots of structure. I'm such a structured person. But when kids come along, you kind of just have to let go and yep. go with the flow. And I'm, I'm very much used to hyping kids up in my party business side of things. I'm used to hyping them up and having a great time and then... It's all happening and then I go and leave them hyped up. And sometimes, <laughs> <For> their parents. <laughs> I, sometimes I do that with my own kids and remember that now I have to deal with the craziness because <laughs> I've just hyped them up. <laughs> that's a catch-22, yeah. isn't it? Oh, that's so funny. What would you – and look, I think you, you've nailed it, is that you have to be flexible and yep. remember that they are children. But again, remember that sometimes if you have to take that time for yourself in terms of – focusing on your business it's okay to yeah pop an ipad on or pop the tv on as long as it's not the majority of things yeah. it's not damaging them and again i think we get a lot of pressure from the outside to be oh you should be creative with your children and that's fine but there's also a line of realism as well yeah 
And most of the time, because I am a creative person, I come up with things. And it's actually the most simple things that kids love. You know, you don't have to be a school teacher or something like that to understand how to be creative with your kids. Definitely. Um, you know, just Play-Doh. <laughs> you know, yeah. like something simple as that. They can be busy for ages. Or they might be in a mood and go, I'm over it in one minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unpredictable. <laughs> so what would be your biggest piece of advice when it comes to being a working mum from home be as prepared as you can Mm. in terms of plan your day or your week be flexible with that to change so uh don't think you're going to do 10 things Mm. i i like to uh, have a top five so there's literally only five things i'm going to get done today so it could be write one blog answer half an hour of emails do a few instagram posts for companies get a costume out and i might not even get to five but you normally a top five Mm -hmm. don't give yourself any more than five things to do in your business maybe even three especially if you've got kids home get yourself dressed in the morning so that you feel fresh prepare snacks and lunches in advance whether it be the night before or the morning of so it's as though they're going to school or as though you're leaving the house Mm -hmm. only do your top five things of the day everything else can wait Um, it's very easy to get distracted by housework Mm. don't do your housework if you can do little things in between like maybe pop a load of washing on or whatever that's fine but it's super easy to get distracted by housework yeah and plan a few activities with the kids and force yourself to have breaks with them so that it's good for your mental space you everybody needs a break at work even if you worked in an office you should be taking regular breaks yep. at home take regular regular breaks with your kids and yeah have a few pre-planned activities that you can set them up with and then be nearby working because it's not good to just <laughs> set them up and walk away run to another room they could yep. start a fire or <laughs> but you know yeah. and but definitely set yourself some time to actually switch off as well so because working from home it's very easy to not have a end time of day that was actually a perfect segue into my next question how do you feel the dynamic shifts when Blake gets home from work do you switch off at say five o'clock and say that's it until maybe I need to jump on later or how does that work do you have a finish time my finish time is usually around four Mm -hmm. so if kids are at kindy I give myself that last hour to quickly get dinner ready or get it out to heat up because I sometimes will cook in advance or have the slow cooker on Mm -hmm. and quickly do a spot clean of the house so it doesn't feel too manic then I go and pick them up at five Mm -hmm. um, because that's the beauty of daycare they can be there till five (laughs) Um, some places longer but yeah and then once Blake gets home we try really hard to have dinner together um, but sometimes it's a bit hard but I try to at least myself sit down and have dinner with the kids. Mm. By the time Blake gets home, he's a part of the bedtime routine. Um, And then I will not do any more work until the kids go to bed. And how has that impacted your relationship with Blake? Because obviously you're investing a lot into your business and you're being conscious of the children. But then if you're working at night or if on weekends, because obviously as an entertainer, weekends would be hectic yes. for you as well. How do you carve out time for each other? It has, there's definitely been like, especially leading into Christmas where all of the businesses were quite busy and mm-hmm. all wanting something from me. Yeah. Um, it definitely felt like 
for him as well that I wasn't paying him any attention because mm. he'd be like, well, I just want to watch our Netflix show with you. No. I'm, like, I'm just on a deadline. Um, so and he can't watch it without you because that's the ultimate oh, sin. I know. <laughs> the <laughs> ultimate. Um, but, yeah, so we've made a pact for this year to go on more dates so that mm. it's like a full chunk of time together that there's no distractions um but also to try and make sure that there's certain nights of the week that I definitely don't work and yeah so because it it was getting a bit stressful towards the end of last year but then we went on holidays together so we had plenty of time together and you know I think he got sick of me (laughs) (laughs) just remind him of those times when he's missing you yeah but yeah it's it's can definitely put a lot of pressure and Touching on the weekend work as well, I definitely found like I'm making a bit of a shift this year to do a couple of less parties myself personally mm-hmm. and give more to my girls because now with two children, it's actually a big um, bit of a mental thing really for me because my own kids were getting really upset that I was leaving to go to somebody else's house Aww. and entertain their kids. And I was feeling this guilt mm. of, oh my goodness, my own kids just want to spend time with me and I'm leaving them to go and spend time with other people's kids mm. and make them happy. So yeah, I tried to cut back a little bit on that too because weekends are so precious. Absolutely. And you don't realise how precious they are mm. until you're in certain you know, parenting moments and you just go, yeah. It's very short. And the time where they want you around on weekends yes, is, yeah. is also very short. You know, the kids <laughs> grow up so quickly now, even more so than I think they used to. So that's something to be conscious of. Yeah. Was it a big shift sort of handing that part of your business over to employees, you know, putting that trust in somebody else? So much so. Mm. Um, I built a lot of my own personal branding around my business and – <clears throat> um, I've, I've worked for nine years with Camp Quality and Make-A-Wish Foundation, granting their wishes and working at their camps. And I've built a real reputation around that because I'm quite resilient and I've worked really well. Um, and it does take a lot. I can't just say to a girl, can you go and do a wish? Because mm. it's, it's actually quite confronting to do wishes. So when I first was employing girls to come and work for me, um, I felt like, really really not wanting to hand that over I was really protective of that because I just didn't think they'd be able to handle it because mm. a lot of them are, are younger but they I've I talked them through it and everything and they've been amazing and all of the girls that have worked for me have been amazing but it is really hard like in the very beginning I had a couple of young girls that I took on that I only used once um, because like I'm very particular about the makeup, the costumes, the wigs have to look a certain way. But not only that, once you get there, you're, you're being paid to be happy and bring joy to these kids' parties or their, I don't care what you're doing in your life, just be happy for that hour. Mm. And I had a couple of girls that were like sort of going along and just taking selfies and oh, okay. happy that they yep. were dressed as Wonder Woman, <laughs> but maybe not necessarily getting into the party. <laughs> Um, (laughs) I can see how a mum would want to pay for that. Yeah. 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 And then I, young girl who was super, super young and 
she like cancelled on the day of a party because she preferred to, wanted to go to the beach with her friends and didn't want to miss out. And I was like, when I was your age to get paid this kind of money to go and work for one hour where mm. you're literally just having fun with kids, that's pretty amazing. Yep. And then you could go to the beach afterwards. 100%. So I had to jump in and do it for her because I didn't want to disappoint the mum. And um, just that kind of thing. It's, it's always that like, oh, can, can I rely on them? But the mm. girls that I've been using for the past five years or so are incredible they are high work ethic really understand the importance of the look of the character being the character and they're really energetic and lively so I'm very I can put a lot of trust in them and I'm very thankful that they've come into my life (laughs) that's so good but as a business owner you know it is you build a business on your own brand and a lot of times for someone who's self-employed it is just you and it will be just you for quite a period of time so you know working through that shift I imagine would be it's be a lot to deal with you know it is a lot to deal with and I'm very protective yeah I always want everyone to be happy which is like a terrible personality trait that I'm obsessed (laughs) with just everyone be happy is everyone happy oh my god is everybody love it is everyone having a good time I think that I think that's a really (laughs) lovely personality trait by the way while we're on the topic though I I actually feel like we need to sort of steal some of your expertise because um, a lot of my listener base are mums I should say or parents and they've got children and I think irrespective of the age of your child navigating kids birthday parties is quite a mission at times so what is it that you would recommend when it comes to planning a child's party? <clears throat> I have 10 billion tips for mums, <laughs> I'll narrow it down. So I've been, personally, I've been to over 4,000 birthday parties. Wow. My oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of sugar. <laughs> yeah. Um, I stopped taking offerings of cake after probably a thousand. No. <laughs> um, yeah. It's really easy to get caught up in the world of the perfect party. Mm. But at the end of the day, the party is just for celebrating your little one or even if it's your own party. Um, You know, it's, it's about the person, not necessarily about the decorations and the food and the entertainment and the shiny things. Um, So it's really easy to get caught up. Mm. Um, Especially when, your kids start going to other kids' parties and they're like, I want a jumping castle and I want this. Oh, God. But at the end of the day, the most simple things your kids actually love. One big thing that I see at parties is food wastage is huge. Mm. It's so easy to over-cater and so many mums get caught up in like, I'm going to do this plate that I saw on Pinterest and I'm going to do this grazing platter and then I'm going to do all this hot food that I'm going to cook in the kitchen and I'm going to spend no time with any of the parents or guests because I'm too busy in the kitchen. (laughs) Strip it right back. Remember that kids get so busy at a party, they barely eat. Mm -hmm. Literally treat it like one of my hacks that I use for my own kids' parties is I make everybody like their own little lunchbox with just those um, cardboard boxes that I get from Kmart those little Chinese box looking things yep 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 and so when it comes to the food time of the party when everybody arrives I have a fruit platter and some popcorn or something on the table so kids can nibble and or parents and then when it comes to main food time I get them to all sit down either at a table or on a blanket or whatever and everybody gets their own little individual serving of their little thing and it will either have like a sandwich or some sushi a biscuit 
a cupcake, whatever. It's super simple. Make it as simple as possible. They all just sit down and they eat that. Or you sit them down and they all just eat off one grazing platter. Yep. They don't eat much. They're too busy. Yeah. And so much food just sits out in the sun and goes off and then you can't even put it back in your fridge. By doing this kind of thing, it eliminates waste. I love that. That's such a good hack. It really is. Because you're right, we do. We we see all these things on Pinterest and yeah. we go, oh, I have to do this and I have to do that and I have to make the lollies look amazing. They don't care no, what it looks like and it's just for your Instagram. <laughs> Let's be real. The, the key points to a party, I think, is music. Um which sets the vibe, a bit of food, uh, some kind of entertainment. So that's where kids can get a little bit bored if there's nothing to do. So whether mm-hmm. it be setting out some colouring in or some Play-Doh or let's decorate a cookie or if you've got the budget, get an entertainer, let's get a jumping castle, that kind of thing. You don't have to do them all because they get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Just choose one or two things. And when it comes to decorations, if I was going to have a, for example, Jude wanted a Batman party when he turned two. Instead of buying actual Batman-themed things, I bought a couple of Batman-themed things and then I just bought like plain black and navy blue balloons, that kind of mm. thing. It's a lot cheaper yep. than buying all the licensed product. Uh, same if you're having a frozen party, you could just buy lots of blue and white mm. or aqua and white. You don't have to buy all the licensed Elsa stuff. Gets so expensive. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You're paying just for the, the name of it. Yes, yeah. 100%. And if you are going to invest in a party entertainer, something that I find <clears throat> is really hard as an entertainer turning up to people's parties, they're, they're putting all this money in having you there. And you have a structure and obviously as an entertainer, my structure is very flexible because kids uh, change all the time. But if there's too many things there, your kids are not going to get the benefit of the entertainer. So if there's a jumping castle and then a guy over here doing balloons and then a lady over here doing face painting and then someone over here juggling, you have wasted your money because the kids are going to be too overwhelmed and um, overstimulated by all these options if you want your money's worth and it to be more structured and the kids just not sporadically everywhere really decide on just like one or two things Mm. that you want to do for the party my favorite hack for party games you see mums that wrap 50 layers of pass the parcel (laughs) and it is time consuming and it is wasteful with all the paper and it is also really annoying when you've wrapped 25 wrappings and you think there's 25 kids coming and suddenly eight fall out because someone had a cold or whatever and so you pass the parcel goes for 100 years because you're waiting for everyone to wrap every layer i have just a cool decorated colorful bright box i fill it with loads and loads of little toys we pass it around each time the music stops They lift a lid, they grab a prize of their choice and then they move on. That's such a good idea though because I think there's such an emphasis now on wastage and about, you know, where we're investing our money and our time and and this whole thing around climate change that it seems really trivial but that's huge, you know, all of those wrappings on a pass the parcel, having something different as an alternative makes a really big difference. Yes. Now one of the things we were talking about off air before is invitations you've got a good hack for that as well yes so some parents can spend so much money on um, invitations getting them made up to look all fancy and whatnot and personalized but um, I love to save money by using um, these two sites so I either use Canva 
mm-hmm. or Greetings Island. They're both free. Some, t- some elements you might have to pay for if you want a really, really fancy invitation, but it's literally maybe like $2 mm-hmm. to have the rights to that image or something. And you can just download them as a PDF or save them as a JPEG, and then you can email them to people or you can print them off at home and pop them in school bags at school. Um, but it saves you so much money and you can personalize it and make it really beautiful. And it's really fun to get kids involved to like pick the look of the invitation and stuff too so I actually love that idea not only because it's free (laughs) but also you know with kids parties it tends to change who's coming Mm. I know for me you know I'll say to Peyton you've got 12 people that you can invite and then she'll change her mind five times so at least if you've got something that you can download you're not running back to the shops trying to find the same damn invitation yes and sending invitations digitally um, is a great way to actually stay in contact with those parents if something changed. So if yeah. the weather was to get bad and you, you know, you've got to change locations of the party, you can just send them an email or a text message or a Facebook message to everybody to say, this is what's changed. Because sometimes you'll just pop all these invites in someone's bag and you don't know if somebody might turn up that didn't RSVP because mums do forget to RSVP sometimes. Yes. And they might go to the <laughs> wrong location and it's raining. And um, yeah, or oh, speaking of rain... If you are having an outdoor party in a park or out in your backyard or whatever, always have a backup plan. I think we underestimate this too. Yes. <laughs> so many mums over my years of kids parties have literally rung me the day before and gone, I'm not sure what to do. I have no backup plan and it's raining today. So you would be surprised how many people don't think about that. Where would you see a lot of people relocate a party too is it just inside their house or some people relocate into into their house or into their garage but some people don't have room for that they might live in a unit and they've invited 30 kids um, mm-hmm. and they don't know where to go so sometimes friends houses have been used it's a good idea local sporting clubs um all the local church halls um are handy um and then sometimes even like the kids play centers have little function rooms that they do oh. cost money Um, But lots of sporting clubs I see being used, you know, like the local soccer club will have a little hall or, you know, function room, the Girl Scouts halls, all of those kinds of things. That's such a good idea because that's, as you said that out loud, I was like, but if you don't have the space inside, yeah, where do you relocate? Because a lot of people go to parks or outdoor because they just don't have the ability to house it at their own home. Through through some councils as well, um, you can actually host your party in the park for free but you can book in advance their rotundas so if it does rain it's okay because you're underneath oh genius (laughs) now you've done a number of blogs on party hacks and how to do things and not just children's parties I might add um just remembering your Game of Thrones setup <laughs> a while ago was a bit epic. So you have all of those blogs available on your website? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, my I have a website called Confessions of a Costume Character. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so all my tips are available there. And also um, I'm a contributor for Haven Magazine, which is a Gold yes. Coast parenting magazine. And on their website is all of my party tips, party ideas for the year, and also ways to entertain your guests if you're just having a dinner party. So, 
Oh, I love that. I, lo- I think anywhere that we can make things more simple and steal ideas from other people is, is, is just ideal when it comes to entertaining. Now, one of the things, and thank you for sharing all of that information with us, a lot of insider <laughs> yeah. tips there that we just scored for free. But one of the things I'm really passionate about is making sure that as a mum, you have time to reconnect with yourself. And again, when you've got a business and when you've got children and you're always thinking about someone else, it can be really hard to remember yourself and I like to call it the me before mummy so what is it that Nat does to reconnect with the person that you were pre-children I enjoy putting on music and pouring a glass of wine and incorporating you know a bit of a dance in the kitchen while (laughs) Um, yes (laughs) um, I carve out time to have like girls weekends or girls days Mm. so they're not all the time, but I've actually got one this weekend. Yay! Um, but yeah, I have to force myself because I'm really bad at it. Mm. Um, and I sometimes incorporate, if I have a day with lots of blogging that I need to do, I'll take my little notepad and go to one of the pedicure places, um, the little nail places, yeah. and I'll get a pedicure while I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like not in... Like, like not letting go and having full nap time, but it's like multitasking. <laughs> well, I think I think that's what motherhood's all about, right? It's all about multitasking and, and as you said, carving out time for things. If you can get your pedicure and indulge in a little bit of self-care whilst you're working, that's just good time management, I think. Oh. Reading a book is amazing too. To me, that's mm. like really who I was. Like I just loved reading, but I find it really hard to find time. Yeah. So, yeah, try to make time for that. It's the mental capacity too, I think, sometimes. You know, you get so exhausted by the end of the day that you just don't absorb it like you used to, you know. You don't have that imagination that you used to have when you had more time to, I guess. I actually had a conversation with Blake last year because I was like, I feel so overwhelmed and there's no time for myself. And he's like, but who's stopping you from having time for yourself? Who, who is? Oh, such a good point. And I was like, that's a great point. I am the only person stopping myself. Mm. Nobody's saying you cannot go out for an hour and do something for yourself. Mm. No, except for me. It's my own guilt. Yeah. So that's when we started to make a pact that I would go, hey, in four weeks' time, I'm going out with the girls on this day. We're doing lunch or going to the movies or whatever. Or, hey, in two weeks' time, we're going to – oh, I don't know if everyone can hear that. <laughs> that's my husband. Oh, on a that's chainsaw. fine. He's out the back. <laughs> doing good work he's having he's having his own time yeah carving up our garden bless him it's it's good though it and I think it's it's really true a lot of times we hold ourselves back and we think that it has to be this massive thing that we do for ourselves and we overcomplicate it it could be five minutes of you drinking wine in the kitchen and having a dance while the kids are in the bath or whatever you know you have to stop overcomplicating the process and just take those moments when they're there. I think people imagine that it's like this full laid out event to get time to yourself, but it's just more moments that can really make a difference to your mental state. 
Absolutely. I think that's an amazing way to end the conversation. (laughs) But thank you so much to the beautiful Nat for joining me and for giving us all of your tips and tricks, which was going to be just about working from home with kids. But, you know, we stole some party advice from you as well. If you're not already following Nat, I will pop all of her details in the show notes, as well as a link to her website and to the Haven Hub as well, where she's a contributor. But thank you again so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Wowzers, talk about a lot of information there. I love that Nat was willing to share her tips and tricks, not only when it comes to working from home with kids, but also around parties, because let's face it, it's something that we can all do with the advice on. Now, the things that I took away from today's conversation is Nat highlighted the fact that you will often feel guilty for not having that nine to five role. And that's normal. Working from home with kids has both its good and bad points, as you can hear. But you have to try and focus on what works for you. And if it does, then here are a few extra tips from her. You have to try and be organized as much as possible. When it comes to meals or food for the kids, pack a lunch, treat it as if you're going to an office. She says this definitely helps with motivation. Getting up in the morning, getting dressed and getting ready and having that routine will really help you plan your week and get into the zone. When it comes to the business side of things, Nat suggests to find a really great accountant and make sure that you actually listen to them. It is difficult running your own business and there's a lot of things that you're not expecting from going from an employee to someone who's self-employed. Nat's example is paying your super. So it's important to make sure you've got good advice around you. When it comes to the kiddies, she suggests to set up activities for them, but be realistic about timeframes and interruptions. Be conscious of screen time, but don't feel guilty if you need to revert to it at times when you have a deadline. She also suggests to make sure that you have a top five things to get done per day so that you have a clarity when it comes to starting your tasks. Last but not least, Nat suggests to have an end of day time. It's really easy to blur those lines when working from home, but she says it's important to find a set time to finish your day every day and try and disconnect. Now, when it comes to parties, her main advice is probably quite obvious that it's all about celebrating the person and that's all that matters at the end of the day. Her big tip is don't over cater. Waste is so common when it comes to food, and so she suggests to look at individual portions. It will also help you stay out of the kitchen so that you're not too busy to actually enjoy the day. In terms of a nutshell, she says music, simple food, basic decorations, and cheap digital invitations are the way to go. And also, if you're having an outdoor party, make sure you have a backup plan for the rain. You don't want the weather to be ruining your day. If you would like to follow more of Nat's journey, you can find her over on Instagram at Natty Forks, and I will be sure to put her Instagram, her website, and the details of her contribution to Haven Hub in the show notes so you can find all of those details there as well. Now on to you, my friend. I am going to give you a little bit of homework. If you have not done so already, I urge you to carve out a snippet of time to give back to yourself and the me before mummy. It can be a few minutes or a few hours, 
just an opportunity to reconnect with that person that you were pre-children and give back to yourself. If you would like to share it with myself and other mamas, you can do so over on social media by using the hashtag TheMeBeforeMummy and tagging myself at MummyRepublic. But in the meantime, remember to take a breath, take some time for yourself and know that you're doing a damn good job. Thank you again so much for joining me. I cannot wait to share more stories with you. So if you haven't done so already, make sure that you click on that subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing. Thanks again. Lots of love and I'll see you next week.